Hi and welcome to episode 28 of the Endurance Asia podcast. This week we've got Veronique Bobeau, a Canadian national um, from, from Quebec and based here in Singapore and has been for the past four or so years. Um, an incredible, incredible story and athlete, um, someone in the past that started running 12 years ago and, and in that time has just taken on some of the some of the toughest challenges, uh, um, certainly around Asia and, and also some of the big marathons around the world and the big big ultras um, and culminated in, uh, in winning the coast-to-coast in Malaysia, a 444-kilometre race across Malaysia last year and being the outright winner of that. She is in the process of planning another big, um, big challenge. I say big is hardly, it, it doesn't... Um, it doesn't give it justice as uh, she is planning to run the full length of the African continent in a in a charity challenge at the end of this year and it will be a 13,000 kilometer run um, so we talk a bit about that we talk about how she she got into these crazy long distances um, and just what in, what inspires her how she um, how she manages to to get her um, her mental fortitude um, and and focus on mental strength to be able to see these challenges through and her philosophy on on DNFs or or not DNFing at is truly impressive. So, uh, yeah, with that, here we have Vero, Veronique Bobo. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello, Vero. Welcome to the Endurance Asia podcast. How are you doing? Hi, Scott. Thank you very much to having me on board. I really, really, really appreciate it. Oh, we're so happy to get to speak with you. Um, I've been following you for it's probably a year or so, or a bit longer. When I, I saw that you were doing the um, the it was last year when you were doing the coast to coast in uh, in Malaysia, the like 450 kilometer crazy race from. Did you go from the west coast to the east coast? Yes, yes. like yeah, and um, and I saw a really cool YouTube video of you then, and I was like. Um, we're going to have to get you on the podcast. It's taken me a while. It's taken us a while to get you on, but um, but yeah, fantastic to get to speak with you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate. It. Uh, so, how are you doing in these um, in these COVID times under under lockdown? Have you um, how have you been coping over the last few weeks being uh, being in, under lockdown in Singapore? It's, it's not the ideal situation but in like in any kind of situation you have to do the best of it so i keep running my distance is really uh lower than usual but i we we can run outside so it's kind of good for us and i try to do my best to work on my business work on africa and make all the other stuff moving so i'm doing great 
Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, we're, we're a lot better off than a lot of people throughout Europe and Spain where they haven't been able to leave their house. But still, we can't go on the on the like long runs that we would yeah. normally. But um, so it's a very what, like it'd be great to hear like a bit of your background. Obviously, um, you've got a French accent, but it's uh, it, you're from um, you're you're from Canada uh, originally. What's your backstory? Where did you um? How have you ended up um in uh, in Singapore? So well, I've been an expat for the last 10 years or so. Uh, I've been living in the UAE for a, approximately six years and I did a lot of running in the UAE like uh, it's all my I had like amazing uh, running friend there. Uh, I run all across the UAE. I did uh, amazing distances. So in the UAE I did a lot a lot of running uh, and I was working as well. So uh, we've been there for six years and I'm in Singapore for more than three years now. So and now I'm building Got my you. business and I'm planning Africa and all those uh, crazy stuff that I'm going on. Uh, and you, you're obviously you're from Canada originally. Yes, sorry, yes. Um, uh, you've spent a bit it's spent a bit of time living in, in the UK as well. Uh, no, I'm in the UK uh, just for races. And uh, I, have, oh, okay. I have a lot of friends, like uh, good friends of mine are from the UK. So I have like uh, a part of my art is, is still there. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw that you'd, um, I, I was just looking through your sort of the races that you've done yeah. uh, and you've done the South Downs Way, which is actually, uh, I, I so want to run that race. So I've, I've mountain biked it, but I've never, um, I've, I've never done the South Downs Way race, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit as well. I, I'm actually fascinated. I didn't realize, so you've really been started running in the last 12 years is when you, um, is when you really got sort of passionate about it. Did it start in Canada before you, um, before you went on your sort of expat? journey yes i've been i started running 12 years ago on a treadmill really really randomly uh, i never been like a sports person when i was young uh, as a kid i was more in karate like uh, martial art so i've been a lot of martial art when i was young but i never did like karate and when i was uh, really young uh, i was kind of bully at school and my uh, surname was blue whales because i was kind of overweight so I never been like the sports girl, like everyone wants to be. I, I was not like this. And it's about 12 years ago, uh, we want to move abroad because I, uh, I cannot stand still in the one place. I need to travel, I need to explore the world. So my husband and I said, okay, uh, let's try to see where we can work and uh, go next. So, and in the same time I was thinking, okay, what kind of sports that I can do? Uh, without cost a lot of money that I can do everywhere and I said okay let's try running and because I was like seeing the, all the runners outside like say wow they are too much fancy wear all their fancy clothes uh, I bought like a, a, a random treadmill for $50 of <laughs> a colleague of my husband and he said our place is too small and I said I don't mind we'll put it on my 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 my, my head if we need we, we have to do uh, I need to do something else I need to get into uh, sports and something so we bought the treadmills I didn't have have, an, have a clue how to start running and at that time like uh, the internet was not as fancy as now so I was googling how to start running and I pop up on this uh, run walk thing so I I I, I couldn't run more than 10 minutes. So I was 10 minutes running, two minutes walk. 
And I said, okay, when I reach 45 minutes of nonstop running, I can go outside and buy some real running shoes. And it's exactly what I've done. When I said like, okay, 45 minutes. And when I did that, I had no running, proper running shoes, like whole running shoes uh, for sports, anything. So anyway, after 45 minutes of running, I said, okay, it's my time. So I went and buy some proper running shoes. I was at the shopping, like the running shopping uh, shop. It was a proper running center for uh, buying stuff of running. So, anyway, so I've been there. I said to the guy, okay, uh, bring me some shoes. And I said, okay, what can I do next? So I was talking about challenges and all this stuff. And I was looking for a book. It was, it was on the book was written running for a beginner, a marathon for beginner to advance. And I said, hey, I will do that, a marathon, it sounds cool. And had no idea whatsoever what was a marathon, but I bought the book and I said, hey, 42K, I can do that. So six months after I was doing my first marathon. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and heading out to, by the time you were heading out to the UAE, had you actually done a few marathons? Had you, had you, have a few, had you had a few big races under your belt? Maybe 17 marathons, uh, 150 miles. I, because my goal was absolutely to do a ultra marathon because the fact is, as I always been like a slow runners, and my target was to do Boston Marathon, okay? And when you are in Canada, it's really close for Boston and everyone wants to do Boston. It's like the thing. And I said, okay, let's try Boston. But I never get my qualification because I was too slow. So I said, okay, if I'm too slow for a marathon, what else can I, can I do? So I said, okay, if I'm too slow for a marathon for Boston, and I, to be honest, I didn't feel that I, I quite, uh, I want to do, I want to uh, explore other things. Like the marathon mentality was uh, good for me for a while, but I want to explore other things. So I said, okay, let's try uh, ultra marathon to see how far I can go. So for I said, okay, let's let's try to find something. Uh, and I was thinking, okay, 100 miles is quite a big step from 42k to 100 miles. And I said, okay, let's do a, a 50 mile. So I find a 50 mile in Niagara. Well, what was exactly two months before we move in the UAE. Right. So heading out to the UAE, like I wouldn't consider that it would be a really good place to run. Like, so were you in Dubai or whereabouts in the UAE were you? Uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't think of it as the um, as, a, as a great place to run. I, I mean, I suppose in the winter it cools down, but you just think of it of like 50 degrees. It's like running in an oven. Um, what was it like training there? But to be honest, you, you, you're totally right. Like, uh, and the challenge in the UAE is you have to run really, really early. Like even here, like in Singapore, it's hot, but it's not, you cannot compare Singapore to UAE. In the summertime, it's crazy. But what makes the big difference for me is we, when I lived there, the, the, the running group in the UAE, uh, who are still my closest friend now, uh, I run with them like five, five times a week. Uh, we were like uh, running buddies. We, we, we go out together. It was, it was family. It was really, really, really family. And even now, once a week, we, I speak with them. It's, 
it's something special. We run like uh, 24 hours just for fun with one of my friends. It, it, it was something special that I cannot even uh, describe. So it's, yeah, it's so the people who made me running. And even now we're like, okay, what's next? And uh, all those races that I did in UK, it's because like my friend in the UAE was mostly from the UK. So I said, okay, uh, let's do it. And uh, it's, it's just, I think the running there uh, appear like it was just something. It was just normal. And I, I, I create like some random challenge and I said, okay, uh, I want to do uh, 12 hours in this mountain. Can you come? I have two close friends. They were always, always, always there. And another friend, uh, because we were registered on a 24-hour race, got canceled. And Chris, uh, another my friend in the UAE, said, okay, it's canceled, but we had made all those training. What can we do next? So he said, why not running a 100 miles just for fun? So we, we run from uh, where we live in Abu Dhabi to Jebel Afit, which is like the mountain. We did the 100 miles just for fun, totally random with two friends who support us. So it was like uh, the, 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 the running uh, craziness with people who just like, okay, I have an idea, crazy idea, okay, I come, I come. That, do you know what? I just didn't think of there being a huge running community in um, in the UAE. So, are, are there trails? I mean, you mentioned like there's mountains up from from Abu Dhabi in the city, but um, uh, like around, would you be running roads most of the time, or is there actually any trail running close to the city? Uh, no, the, it was mostly road. And to be honest. Yeah. I'm not sure if I can tell that it's a big running community, but I think that I was massively, massively lucky to find those people. That's often the way, isn't it? You get into a um, you get into a group and you just all encourage each other to to do more more and more crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, because I I noticed that like just recently Saudi Arabia has, has obviously opened up to tourism and they've actually. Um, there's a, a uh, an ultra marathon coming up there soon as well. Well, it was supposed to be, but obviously with the um, uh, I think a lot of races, are, I think it might have been cancelled for this season now. But there, it's and I know that other parts of the the Middle East, like Iran, have got beautiful countryside, and so I'm sure there's potential for more and more races. And are, are there actually quite a few ultras across the UAE? I mean, I noticed that you've like you've done a few in like Hajar and. Um, uh, and there was like an urban ultra insomnia. I, like, what what was that? It was uh, running a, uh, running in circle for uh, 24 hours. It was exact, and, and it was like the challenge was because it was a, a sand. The loop was in sand, so it was really right. more challenging than to do. Uh, I did a 100 miles in Malaysia in a stadium, so it's totally different. When you run on sand, your feet is really it's it's really hard. And uh, the, I developed like blisters and something. So it, uh, running on sand is really more difficult than running in a stadium like by far. Because actually, like you just you accelerated pretty quickly from uh, from running your first marathon to then to then getting into ultras and and then getting your so your first hundred miler that you did would would that have been South Downs Way? Yep. The the thing to be honest, it like uh, all my running journey 
was not necessarily planned. It was just uh, doing thing because I like it and I, I, I feel like it. So my first uh, ultra marathon, I, I, my first 100 miles, I really want to run a 100 miles. And my awesome friend from UAE, uh, we were all training together and we did all this race uh, all together. So what was nice. But in fact, my first 100 miles, I really, really hated it. It was, I, I, for the second part of the race, I said, I, said I, I will die. And it's just for the crazy people. I ate that thing. So I was like, no way. But so when I came back, I said, I have two choices. I carry on or I stop running. And I feel like when I have like this voice inside of me, and I said, if I stop running, can you imagine all the time that I invest for just the training to come from where I was to now? Okay, let's just have a second try. And if I really don't like it, I will think twice about it. So I was thinking, okay, I'm trained for 100 miles. Let's do another one. But I didn't know which one. And someone told me, ah, I know you have to do Berlin. It's really, it's really flat. One of my worries, I always get lost. Everyone, so the German people, they are really well organized. They are nice people. You go there, you just run on autopilot. So my second ultramarathon, my second uh, 100 miles was Berlin. And I felt like super great. And do you know what I did the day before the 100 miles? How do you count? You're European, so you know, I would count like the big, the big tower with the, the angel on top. One I like the Liberty Tower, whatever. Like you have like 100 uh, steps. I, I, I did that until the top. I passed all the day before of my 100 miles of walking around as well. So I was like, for me, it was a true vacation. But I, I make the most of it. So the, the day before the 100 miles, I was all over Berlin and walking around and everything. So anyway, so the day of the, the race itself, I was just happy. I was just, hey, I'm in Berlin. I will do my best. Whatever happened, happened. And I was running. I felt great. I met like good people uh, around the race. Uh, at some points, my watch died and I, I was running with someone I said, no problem. I, I will rely on mine. It was a fantastic race. And I think like 20K before the end, uh, someone at the aid station told me, Oh, you're uh, Veronique, uh, blah, blah, blah. And he looked my bib. Uh, keep going. You're five uh, women overall. And I said, that cannot be true. So I just carry on running and I was happy and I didn't even think about it. At the end, I finished. I was dead, but so grateful, so happy. And the guy, when I finished, come with me and he said, you're Veronique, uh, you're, uh, congratulations, you're third female overall. <laughs> I remember because I argued with the guy and I said, I'm sorry, you, you're probably wrong because you, that cannot be me. It's, it's, and I argued with him for a few minutes. So he let me there. He come back with a little piece of paper with my name, my bib, with everything. And he said, like, look, it's you, you're you, you third female girl. And I was like too much like emotion at the same time. I just crying. I just cry, cry like a baby for I don't know how long. That's amazing. 
Wow. And, and so the, the, the 100 miles that you did before in the South Downs Way, you said it was the like, toughest experience that you'd been through and the second half of it. You, wh why didn't you pull out? Why didn't you DNF? Because for me, uh, DNF is not in my blood. Like I, I, I didn't like I DNF some races. It's not because I wanted to. It's because they DNF me. You see the difference? You mean you timed out or you're uh, or I got off at some? I did a race in Spain where I get lost for 16k. Can you imagine? I did that, and I I, I DNF because. I lost the eight station and 16K later said, okay, it's done. But I will never, ever pull myself out of a race if I'm good to carry on. Never. It's not in my blood. So, but how do you, how do you get to that point? Because it's, it's, it's all very well say, saying that. But then when it comes to the crunch, like, and if you've got a sore, like if something's hurting or if you've like, or if you feel like you might have injured yourself, how do you, um, how do you, how do you deal with that? I have plenty of those moments. Like when I did Sakuramishi, it's a really competitive race in Japan, similar as Spartathlon. I did it twice and this was difficult. At some point, I was like on the low uh, the low point that you cannot even imagine. The mental is so strong. Everything passed and you, I just keep going. I, and because I know that everything passed and what I think one of my, my, my major ally is uh, gratefulness. How grateful I am to do this. It's, it's why I don't consider myself as a normal competitive, even though if I can do well on race, but I'm not on the competitive mindset of the competitor runner. Do you see? I, I'm grateful of where I am. I know that I can push myself. I know that like the prior training, I do everything to uh, go on a level that I want to be. But during the race, everything can happen and I'm just living in the moment, the most as I can. And when I'm feeling really down, I just look up and see how lucky I am. I can do this. How many people in, in the world cannot do that? I have this liberty. I have in the. I love the intensity, the way that I'm. I'm feeling one with my environment, with myself, with the people that I am with. I feel that I'm the best as I can be as a person. Uh, when I run as like this long distance. That's unbelievable. And, and uh, Sakura Michi is like, it's a 250 kilometer race in Japan, isn't it? You, you've done it a couple of times as well. Where, whereabouts is it? I'm sorry, I don't, I don't exactly remember both cities, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's quite a fam famous uh, race. And now I'm quite happy because now they, they close it for foreign runners. Uh, so it's just for uh, people who speak Japanese. So I'm, I'm quite lucky to have done it twice. Is it, is it a road run? Yes, it's a road run. It's uh, similar yeah. as Spartathlon. So you have 36 hours of cutoff uh, to yeah. make it. But the, the, the race, my, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the most difficult races that i ever done. Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, I, the the reason I was questioning uh, uh, Andre Bloomberg, who's a ultra runner in Hong Kong that we've had on before. He's um 
he had signed up for it before. He's he's done Spartathlon before, and so he was um yeah into the sort of like the road races. But doing that also inspired you to explore more of Japan, right? Yeah, but that it's funny because my when I arrived in my first Sakuramishi was was also another thing that uh, a little bit random. I get the name of uh, the race director of Sakoamishi after Berlin when I met like a German runner said, ah, uh, you have the potential to run more and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you have to do this uh, Sakoamishi. Uh, the race is really like affordable. You will love it. Uh, it's fantastic. You, you live with the, the race director for five days. Uh, before the race, so you live with the other foreign runners, so the atmosphere is really special. So I said, oh, and it's Japan. I've been in Japan before, just in vacation, and I love Japan. So I said, okay, let's just let's just do it. And I I, I Google it. I send an email to the race director. I said, okay, I'm in. But do you know what? I had no clue of what was the cutoff time. What was I? I, I was new in the thing. I had no clue. And like I figured it out when my flight tickets was done and it was too short notice that I cancel everything. So I said, what can I do? And I said, okay. The, the, and I knew like I was starting out because I just had like 300 miles and it was my first 250K and uh, uh, competitive 250K. And I said, okay, my risk is quite high that I don't finish it. But when I will be there, I will do whatever it takes and whatever happened, happened, but I will try it. So it's exactly what I've, I've done. And I was so, so, so stressed. Like, I think it was one of my races I was the most stressed out. And the, the beautiful thing is I'm really passionate with human. It's why, like the human connection, it's why, like in Africa, it's my, my the base of my, my run. And before the, the, the race in Japan, I met two fantastic uh, French runners, like they do Spartathlon in less than 31 hours, so like super, super fast. And they told me, Vero, you have the potential to make it. And they, they, I think they spent like one hour with me just to tell me how to do things. And okay, you have to, uh, to uh, forget your, what you, you are thinking about your, your race plan. If you do it, you will, you will not do it. So they take all the time that they need to tell me how to run it and how to plan it so I can, I, I can make it. And the other magical thing during the race is because we were um, living with the, um, the other foreign runners, you met some good connection and uh, Estonian family was like outstanding person. They were waiting for me every aid station and they were like encouraging me and they said, you can do it. And mm -hmm. like something that you, you cannot even believe that you will have from people that you didn't know one week before. And I remember one low point that I can like, I think it was one of my lowest points on the race ever. After one marathon, I was super high. I'm almost done. And two kilometers after I said, I cannot do it. I was like, almost crying and feel pity for myself. This Estonian family catch me on and they asked to the bus to stop. And they told me, Vero, you are doing amazing. And I did it. 
<laughs> I was crying and feel like the, the most pity as you can see. But Ellen was saying, Veho, you're amazing. Look, are you good? And do you know what? Think of something. Running is less painful than walking. So keep running. And she was looking at me. You promise me that you keep running. And I said, I was like, okay, Len, I keep running. And she was, and do that with your legs. And she was like, she wants me to succeed. So she left in the bus. And for the last 42K, I was in my mind, I promise Helen that I will run. I promise Helen that I will run. So it was exactly this. I was, I promise Helen that I will run. And I finish Sakura Mishi one hour before the cutoff. That's amazing. So it's a 36-hour um, cutoff for the for the full distance. So I did it in 35. That's amazing. I'm just looking, and and you went back um, a couple of years later. So you did it in 2018 as well, right? And you also did it like with an hour to spare again. I want it. And do you know who was in uh, who was there to support me too? Estonian family. They came. So this Estonian family were they based in Japan, or did they um, or they were supporting another team as well? Uh, Peter was the father of Ellen and the second year uh, Christina. So Peter came back the same year as I came back. So it was really, really nice to see him again. And uh, Christina followed me as same, same as her sister did with me. In, uh, my, my running journey is more about people than anything else. If I'm here and I doing everything that I'm doing now, it's because I've been surrounding by outstanding people, like, and people believe in me or just like, okay, let's do it. It's for me, it's about and strong presence and something special that you, you built with people. Yeah, and, and we're so lucky to be able to, to do these races in just amazing places where you get the opportunity to meet great people. I mean, in Japan, and then uh, I know that you've done quite a few, uh, you've been based in Singapore now for, for three or four years, and you've done quite a few races up in Malaysia as well, haven't you? And, and a couple of long ones as well. So you did the, the 250k, the TT, right? And, um, and then just last year, the, uh, the coast to coast that we mentioned. Um, it's it's Seokang and Allen who made this race special and why I go back to those race it's because of them yeah and, and so the the coast to coast in fact let's just go back to Japan again so after doing the um, the Sakura Mishi and then you decided to take on a um, a challenge of doing the full length of Japan, right? So how, how did that come about? Okay, so this idea I added after Berlin uh, because what happened was before Berlin, I had to go uh, and have like a, a checkup test. Uh, so they, they told me to have um, an art murmur so that they, they, in fact that with this, they don't know for how long I can be running. No, they said that I can run for two years or 10 years, I can uh, die with it. So I said, wow. And at that time I was working in a job like full time in a job that I didn't really enjoy. Uh, I was like in, in a country where I found that I, okay, I, I, I've been like the country wise, not running around and okay, I'm done with it. And I said, okay, I'm in a part in my life where I have this art murmur. I'm stuck in a job that I don't like, 
is it the life that I want to do for the rest of my life? It was short, it was no. And I had this idea before, like, uh, oh, okay, um, let's run a, a bit in Africa, just this and this, uh, because one of my role model is uh, Terry Fox, uh, because I'm from Canada, so it's like a big thing. And I, I was always admired this guy. I said, wow, is the, he got just one leg and he, he run the length of Canada to raise money for cancer. It was something that I always like close to my heart. And I had this idea before. Now it was like just um, a time in my life. I said, okay, let's just do it. And I decided to go and said, okay, I, I, I stopped my job. Uh, my dream was to uh, have my own business. I built my own business and my ultimate dream was to uh, run a country. So I said, okay, let's just do it. So after Berlin, I made the decision and uh, one year after I was running across Japan. And and so you, that was a total of like 3,000 kilometer running from from north to south? Yeah, but the, 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 we made a lot of change. My first goal was to run across Japan, like in the all, but we had problem to have a long stay visa. As a Canadian, we just can't stay three months in Japan. So uh, let's, yeah. uh, we, uh, um, I said, okay, let's do 3000 as uh, my goal. So my goal was to do 3000 kilometers. So let's, uh, I had no ideas of how long it would take me. Uh, so I was okay, just do, do 3000 and let's see how. And the fact is, even though if I plan everything before, like the, the route and all the, those things was looking so fancy, because uh, sometimes the route that we plan and the, the real actual route is two things totally different. And sometimes it's too early, uh, the bike cannot go. So we had to reorganize uh, as we go. And when you say we, who were you traveling with across Japan? First idea was to go by myself with a baby stroller. So it was my first, uh, my first ID, but my, my daughter just turned 18 at that point. And, uh, you know, when you are a teenager, it's like up and down. And she really, really, really loved Japan. And she was kind of into sports. And I said, okay, uh, for me, traveling was something really, really important in my life. So I said, okay, let's try to give back to my daughter. And I said, I just asked her. Do you want to come with me? Uh, you will go with your uh, bicycle. We put like everything tent that we need to for the adventure and just make it. And she took like um, maybe one day or two, but really quickly I said, okay, I cannot, I cannot say no to that. So, uh, and for me it was kind of, kind of risky because 18, it's adult like you and I she's not that old she's not that experienced and I and she's just going to go and cycle 3,000 kilometers with like carrying all of your gear tent and water and food and uh... it was exactly this and it was honestly one of my uh, most life-changing experience and I miss this adventure so much We've been invited wow. to house, like to how many people? I cannot even think. We we even sleep in a police station. Uh, we we did like such a special adventure, like 
amazing, amazing, amazing. And I, I can just imagine how close you became with your daughter after that trip. I'm sure there must have been some arguments in uh, along the way as well. But um, but wow, that must have just been some some special moments with your daughter. Yeah, and it's funny because since this, uh, I've uh, two years ago with back in Korea. Uh, my goal was to run uh, 2000k, but I've been really sick, like really, really sick. So I need to stop. And it was the first time that I really need to stop because I was sick. Uh, and it was kind of difficult for me. Uh, but uh, I couldn't like go back in Singapore and say, okay, the adventure is finished. So what I did is I, I bought a random bike in Korea. So we, we carry on the adventure and we, uh, we finish in Japan. Uh, because we, it was so close. So we said, okay, let's just carry on. And I did a promise with my daughter because she really loved Korea. So the, uh, the land of Korea for the, the, it's now open. So I promised to her that we will do a short trip, a short uh, bicycle trip for her because she's more in biking uh, before I go to Africa. So we, and we are like uh, really close and it's something that, uh, I cannot imagine not doing with my daughter. Yeah, that's an amazing, what an experience for her to do that at 18 years old and just such a, like a true exploration covering a, a country like Japan. Neither of you speak the language and. And it, it was funny because like um, when we, we've been invited to people, the people didn't speak English either. So we were just like communicate with Google Translate and at some point, like I have two anecdotes, like when I almost lost Colombian, my daughter, it was uh, just like picture the thing. Uh, we were running in a quite a mountain and it was the, 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 the street was narrow. So um, I said to Colombia, go first and I, I would go um, on my own pace and we meet at the intersection like we always do and we never never get lost once in the the trip so okay so she she go first i was running and at the intersection i i didn't see my daughter i carry on running and i all the the, the traffic like i didn't see her like at all and i said oh i lost my it, it was quite a big thing and i realized that all the phone all my communication was in, in with colombian so i said i have nothing so I was, I was really panicking, came back from where I was, no Colombian, and I was thinking, okay, let's do a plan. I have to do to the police, but I didn't have phone, so I cannot even like go with Google map and go to the police station, you see? So anyway, so with all the stress, at some point I hear a voice saying, Veronika-san, and in Japanese, Veronika-san sings my name. And I said, this is Colombian, she knows where Colombian is. And it was exactly that. This lady found Colombian through his son because she was crying. And his son asked, how are you? What happened? And Colombian told his son, I lost my mom and I'm really, really scared. And the mom said, okay, what looks like your mom? And she described like how I was. And she said, I saw her when she was running. Okay, I will, I will try to catch her. And she saw me, she gave me a lift to my daughter. And when I saw her, I was like, I think it was the biggest hug that I never like give to someone. 
And after like 10 minutes, I said, okay, let's just wrap up everything and let's move and find a camping, like a random place just to put our tent. And the, the Japanese lady said, are you really thinking that you would go in camping after the day that you, you passed through? No way. Come at my house. Uh, we, I will get you dinner. So at the evening, uh, she invited us to her house and she is like an amazing singer. So she was, and she was so proud because she's singing English. So she sing me some song and she even like uh, gave me some beer. So I said, no, 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 take beer. So we, we, we took some beer together. It was such a special, special evening. She cooked like a burger and the day after when we meet, when, when we, we get off and she even like on the breakfast, she did a special breakfast and both of us, we were crying because when you think about human connection that was something really special to happen because without her who knows what uh, what direction of my trip would have been that's amazing it's fantastic doing these races around the world and you get to meet loads of people but unless you're going completely off the beaten track and uh, and doing your own challenges you're not just not going to have these experiences are you like um just being able to get to meet random people that invite you into their own home to come and um, uh, to come and enjoy their food and their beer, uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely fascinating. And a couple of years later, then you you um, you you do the the coast to coast in um, in Malaysia, and so just last year, that's a pretty tough race because obviously the I mean, you've been used to the, the heat in the UAE, right? But then the heat in Asia is just a different ball game, and the humidity and the amount of water you need to carry. And um, um, how, yeah, how did that go last year? And um, and how did you manage to sort of uh, uh, how did you get on in, in that challenge? Uh, for me, C two C is still my my best race that I ever done. It's something really really special for my heart. Uh, and how does it goes? I to be honest, the first day. It every day was coming with their own challenges. So, and I didn't expect nothing. In fact, how I, I entered in this race, Seo Kong sent me a message and he said, Bill, you have to come at C2C. And I said, Seo Kong, I, I just can't because I was uh, registered for Spartathlon. And I said, it's just come at the wrong place. And he said, no, come, you're, you, you can do, do both and blah, blah, blah. So I registered again, it, a bit randomly. It was not in my plan, I just go. So when I went on the first day, uh, it was kind of uh, a bit more difficult because it was on the, 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 the um, kind of the city. But uh, just because uh, of them, uh, Seo Kong, Alan and their team and the, the wife of Seo Kong was just like, it's, it's like if you, you go back to family. So I was just like, okay, let's go for the, the, the other aid station. And uh, day after day, uh, even if it was tough at the, um, how you call the, the, the mountain in Malaysia, the um, this area of mountain, it's 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 awful, and it's funny because so Kong said, "Oh, you will see, it's 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 quite um, flat." And when I saw him at 150k, Seo Kong, is it what you call it flat? <laughs> and anyway, so I was carry on, and it's, I think the third day I wake up and just hear the 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 song of the uh, orangutan. So it was just something magical to. Uh, I wake up and you have this and in fact 
the only uh, feeling that I had was gratefulness and how happy I was to be in this precious moment. Again, for me, it's all about gratefulness. It's all about how I am, uh, like with all this intensity, uh, with the people. Uh, it's, it's something special for me running as this kind of long distance. And what happened like the last day, uh, in fact, I was not the first runner. I was the, the last runner for the, the first two, two days. And everyone was trying. It's it's a six stage race, isn't it? So it's there's six days in total, or how how is it? What's the structure of it? Uh, you organize your uh, you organize your sleep, in, so yeah. it's a it's not a multi stage race. Is uh, you have uh, I don't remember how many hours they have, but I finish in ninety seven hours. Uh, yes, something. So I uh, I just decide to to go for it. Uh, at the end was for me, uh, the last day was really, okay, let's go for it and let's see how, how far I can go. So the, for the last, the first two days, I think I was on the last, the last batch of runners, but uh, I know uh, how my strength is. I know I can keep running and keep my pace uh, quite stable. So I would just keep running. And uh, when people start to, uh, to be tired, I just keep running. And it's why I, I, I made it at first. And the last day was the day that I decided to just go for it. And it's, um, I never did that before. I just, I, I never even imagined if I can. Uh, the last marathon, so the last day, it was 60K. So the first 42K of this day, I did it in four hour and a half, I think, something totally crazy. When you have more than 300K in your legs, I never even think yeah. that I can do that. So the feeling that you have when you said, wow, I, I can really do that. And so can you actually, you can choose how much sleep time you have each night. So you can actually just go straight through. So it's just like the, the clock doesn't stop basically until you get to the finish line. So you have to build your own sleep strategy along the way. In fact, I, among all the runners, I'm the one who sleeps the most. And I'm the one who wins. Is that right? Yes. Because the other one was just, their mindset was just, okay, let's make it. And it's kind of funny because people usually don't, uh, like when they see me, I'm quite, I'm not young. I'm not that old, but you see, and I'm a woman. And I said, uh, I smile, I'm happy, you see. So they don't even expect that I will uh, go and... <laughs> <laughs> and and win so and it was again last year it was exactly this i i surprised people so on the last day uh people were uh, behind me was quite competitive and i knew that uh, i can like i was in good place on the last day and i said okay let's just go for it and see what happened and it was the the this day um when you reach a point and you said wow I didn't know that I can be as strong as this. It was, uh, it was for me, it was totally this. Yeah, amazing, amazing performance. And, um, and that was just a year. And so coming off the back of that, you've mentioned a couple of times that you've got this passion for Africa and Africa has been in your, in your mind. At, at, at what point did you go, right, 
that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna organise this and just we're gonna plan the route and get this done. When when did you actually decide to to get it in the diary and um, and start working towards it? Uh, when I came back from Japan in um, 2016. So for me uh, now it's really 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 uh, close to my heart. I planned this run since 2016. So the route is done. I have my partner in in Africa who is uh, just ready to go. So now uh, I do everything that I can to raise uh, the fund that I need for uh, this trip. And in July, I'm um, doing a virtual run. So for fundraising for Africa and the organization where I will uh, fundraise funds for. Who's, who's the organization you're fundraising for? Yunus. It's a wonderful uh, social organization based in Germany. I really, really love them. Uh, they work in two uh, in two dimensions. Uh, they help entrepreneurs in Africa uh, to uh, give them really cheap loan, and they also work to provide uh, safe and clean water in Africa. And for me, uh, it's really a cause who is really close to my heart. So it's uh, in Africa. Uh, the money that I will raise will be for Yunus. And that's spelled U-N-I-S? Y-U-N-U-S. Y-U-N-U-S. We'll put a, um, a link to the, the fundraising there in it as well. But what, what's the, um, the, the total distance and how long are you expecting it to take you? So the, the entire distance will be more than 13,000 kilometers. So we start from uh, Alexandria, uh, Egypt to uh, Cape Town. So it's the, uh, all the length of Africa. And my goal, like I, I said it uh, a few times, is to um, build uh, as most as uh, contact with people. Is I, I run for a human connection because I truly believe that uh, now in this world we miss a real and true human connection with people. So when you run, you, you smell, you're, you're raw, you, 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 you're not have any makeup, you're, you're real, you... And the person that you meet is, uh, because you make yourself vulnerable, you will meet the real other person. So it's where magic happens. And I want to uh, film that and like make a statement to the rest of the world that we are all the same. And it's just with more love, more connection. And I don't want to, to feel like a new age kind of thing, you see? It, but it's what I, 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 I truly believe, that we are just... Uh, a better human, a better planet, if we can just uh, show our human self. And it's why I run. And being a team with Eunice, I will meet all those entrepreneurs on my, on my way. So I'm super excited. Like, if I can, I will be straight on and running now. And how are you? How are you getting supported? Are you get, is your daughter going to be cycling with you again this time? I tried to convince her, but now she's she's like twenty two. So now she's had, she's she. Both of my kids, because I have two kids, will come along the way, and they are really really excited to come. But uh, my kids are old, and I'm I'm really happy that they have their life. Uh, but they are uh, they are amazingly supported with with me. So, but the, anyway, so in Africa, uh, I will have my, uh, I have my partner, Kiran, who will drive the car, will drive the, the truck. Uh, so for now, we are, uh, we are two. 
Uh, maybe we can have an, another supporter, but uh, we start. So that, because before COVID, I had some uh, meeting with uh, sponsorship, but uh, because of COVID, everything was like, uh, I lost all my potential sponsor, which was really difficult like <laughs> for me. So now I, I need yeah, to sure. start uh, all over again. So it's why I, I'm doing this uh, virtual run in July. Yeah, well, I hope we can try and um, help you get some awareness and get some sponsorship because it sounds like an amazing, amazing conquest. Has it been done before? No, I, I will have the, um, the Guinness record of the first female to make it done. And has it been done by anyone, though? Is it male or female? Uh, I will be the first female. Nicholas Bourne did it in 1995. I speak with him yeah. uh, for the planning of the run. Because in fact, yeah. uh, on the planning of the run, we are uh, quite good. We just, uh, we are ready to go. So, but, and when I speak to Nicolas Bourne, he told me exactly where was the most difficult part. Uh, and so, no, uh, I will be the first female and I'm more than ready to start. <laughs> Amazing. So you're traveling from, from Egypt all the way through. You, you must have to travel through like Sudan and... Well, obviously not South Sudan because obviously there's there must be some areas where you've got to avoid right but then through like Ethiopia and Kenya and um, yeah Sudan to be totally honest I have a friend who cycle the way through from Egypt to Sudan cycle so no support uh, and he mm. said that Sudan is a really a great place mm. people are really welcoming and all those mm. things so I'm not worried about mm. Sudan I'm more worried about like uh, more place near uh, the south, so more uh, Ethiopia or um, uh, Kenya. Uh, I'm not worried about the Sudan that much. Yeah. Wow. Just such a, like a, an amazing, uh, amazing challenge. So, what, what, what do you? Um, what you mentioned that you before you went on the Japan trip, you uh, you were sick of your day job, and you um, that was one of the inspirations. What was your day job then? What did you do for work? Uh, I like in back in Canada. I was journalist for fifteen years that I really liked. So I, it was a job that I really uh, I was really passionate about. For a newspaper or for magazine or? Uh, I, I work for like a teenager uh, magazine. And what I really love, it, I, uh, the last uh, years, I was working more uh, in a local newspaper. So I love helping people. Look, so I was like doing some uh, um, article about um, people uh, in their life and try to uh, put them on. It's it's. I'm. I love uh, help people to to rise. It's 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 my it's on my it's on my art. It's why it's. I think it's why I'm here. <laughs> and and your your day job now, like um, obviously you're trying you're going to raise sponsorship and um, funding for the for the Africa event, but um and the Africa Challenge. But what is your um yeah what what do you do for your for, what sort of business are you running now? So since I've uh, I've been in Japan, uh, I'm. My my uh, my core belief it's all about mental. I think like uh, mental strength. Uh, people don't really understand how the mental can impact their success in life. So as I've been there myself, as I like uh, I've been in a 40-hour uh, job uh, and I, I left everything. I've been in Japan. I've been in this uh, changing journey. So I know all 
the mental strength can impact your life. So uh, I'm a mental strength coach. I help people to uh, like step up their life uh, because like I said, I've been there myself and I'm uh, qualified uh, as a coach and uh, have my master's degrees in psychology, um, a major in psychology. So I'm a qualified person and I really think that when you, you, you just need some uh, little bit of help and the result that you can get when you have this awareness about how inside of you is working. And if you put the inside and the outside, you can do amazing stuff. So I'm, I'm really passionate about what I'm doing. And I just, like I said, I just love helping people. So if I can help even more people, I will be more than happy to do so. That's very cool. I mean, I, like just listening to your story now, I'm just like dumbfounded, but just so inspired as well. So I can imagine how you would be really well suited to like helping other people just to improve their their mental fortitude. I, I can can absolutely see that. Um, do you actually um, do you like help with running coaching for people as well as sort of mind coaching as well? Yeah, my uh like when you you think about mind coaching i can help uh runners or i can help uh, any uh, if someone wants to make a big change in their life i'm there to uh, accompany people who wants to improve their life uh, make change be uh, like when you think about changes oh you have to be really stressed no you can be you can change and you can have fun on the process and you become a better person and your life just improve on in general. So I, I'm there to bring success in every kind of aspect of the life of the person who want to change. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. Um, and the, do you yourself have a, have a coach for, for your running or I suppose you, do you self coach yourself now? Or? I, I, I have a, a coach. I am a, a more, um, a, a mental strength coach. So I have a coach myself because I, as I'm doing yeah. coaching myself, I, I, I think like a mental strength coach can almost change life because they keep the momentum. I, sometimes you have, you've been overwhelmed by all the tasks that I'm doing like now with Africa, with the, the with my business, sometimes I feel like, okay, how can, how can I, 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 I make it done? So he is there to really uh, be sure that I will stay on track. So I believe in coaching. I'm a, a mental strength coach myself. So I have a, <laughs> have a coach to help me to be a... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that makes com makes complete sense. And actually, like, yeah, most, um, most sort of... Uh, People that are even running coaches have their own running coach as well. And also you learn how to be better at your uh, your own craft as well, don't you? Um, Vero, absolutely amazing. I'll ask a few sort of like final final questions of you. I, I like, I've sensed um, you getting quite emotional at times when you've talked about experiences of either being with your daughter, of travel, of meeting all these people. But wh what is it that makes, that, that makes you emotional? Uh I'm uh, like, you notice, I'm a really emotional person. Uh, and when I finish a race, like you saw the, the 444K, 
I think uh, it was I was really 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 emotional when I finished my uh, my for my C2C race for me it was really something so uh, and um, I I think I'm a kind of person who think that vulnerability is one of your biggest trends so I'm happy to be uh, I'm happy to, to cry I might be, I like, I can tell like almost every day if I, if I see someone that I really miss or uh, I can, I can cry. I can be emotional like all the time. And I recommend, and we'll try and we'll put the link in the show notes as well for um, the, the video of you finishing the coast to coast as well. Like the video of you just like on YouTube, of you just following you across that um, was just, uh, it was fascinating to watch. Um, are there any uh, are there any people that have been a, a major inspiration to you? You mentioned there was um, I'm sorry I've, I've um, I missed the name, but the guy that had run um, across Canada, um, or was that Terry Fox? Terry Fox, and did he run from coast to coast of Africa of Canada? Sorry, but he he, he died in the in the process. Uh, like I had some other role model in my life, but Terry Fox uh, is why I'm here. It's because of him. And because I, I all this um, the way of doing thing, it was really close to people. It was like uh, he was he is the one who inspired me. That's amazing. And w- are there any books that you recommend or that you found uh, you found inspiration from? Um, like about him, I don't know if they have any books about Terry Fox, but uh, books is one of my. Uh, passion, like uh, I'm, I'm finishing a book about my running journey right now. So for me, uh, uh, reading and writing is still my my passion. To be honest, it's quite difficult to define one book. Uh, the book I read when I was young, uh, I, I make a, a quick search to find the English word. It's little good for nothing. In France, we say Le Petit Chose of Alphonse Daudet was one of my first books that is truly, truly like changed me. Uh, and I'm a major fan of uh, Denis uh, Lehane Lehain and Paul Oster. For me, they are like uh, a fiction, but I have so many uh, biography and all those stuff. I try to read like one book every one week and a half. So, and I don't have any, uh, I cannot tell how many, uh, what I, no, for me, uh, if you, uh, if I don't have access to any books, I think I will die. So what do you do when you're, when you're going on like the big expedition in Japan? I'll tell you, you've got a Kindle or something that you have in the, uh, that your, that your daughter carried on the bike for you. Yeah. I did all this, uh, class of speed reading because like you cannot do that if like on a normal, uh, speed, uh, so it's uh, it's why I I, I I like it and as a personality I'm more introvert so I need this time for myself so reading and writing is me. Yeah, that's great. And obviously coming from a journalistic background, I can't wait to read your book when um when when you get it finished. Um, yeah, that, that's that's going to be going to be between a... November and February. Oh wow, that soon. Okay. When is um when is the Africa expedition starting? When is it planned for? It, now with this COVID, I'm really really yeah. upset because I was supposed to start in November and everything was. But now I'm kind of 
Yeah, it's still up in the air. But I mean, there's still a chance that you could get out there for November. It's not. Um, my goal is to be on the run in maximum one year time between February and April next year. Yeah. Is there any kit that you would um, you'd recommend? Is there any sort of like um, whether it be yeah any running gear that you that you um, that you'd highly recommend? But to be honest, uh, the the only thing that I really really like um, almost um, uh, geek about it it's it's a watch, and I, I really love my cause. It's a it's a, it's a new for me, and I will never go back on my old uh, old kind of watch. The battery life is awesome. Uh, you you can run forever with it. You you, you have even the, the number of calories that you you spend. Uh, it's it's really good. Yeah, I've heard a lot about, and actually, I'm um, I've I've got an old Garmin, and it's I'm having grief with it, and I'm like, okay, I might need a, an upgrade soon. And like the 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 battery life on the chorus is like fifty hours or more, isn't it? Sixty-five. And is it sixty-five hours? The accuracy of the GPS is the best on the market. The the um, the the service, the client service, is awesome. I I will uh, I'm proud of it and I will recommend it to like everyone and you have uh, inexpensive to more expensive you, you can find your you can find your way uh, through this like all of what I it's my it's my my best thing now yeah that that's good to hear I'm definitely I'm sold it's it's next on my list. Um, very good. So, is there any um like what's the best way for people to like follow you and get in touch with you, Vera, or like follow your story about Africa? Is it like what what social channels do you uh, are you most active on and uh, and and website and stuff? Uh, my website is uh, veronicrun.com, and you can uh, follow me uh, on the same Veronic Run either on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. I try to be <laughs> more on it. But it's uh, I still have like uh, on uh, all of those and LinkedIn, of course. Yeah, very good. Well, we'll, we'll put uh, links, but very neat run across uh, across all of the socials. Um, look, I've uh, been. I knew that you were going to be amazing, and uh, and hearing your story, I am just in in awe. Like you're just such a great person, Vero. Like I can't wait to. I, we both live in the same country, and I would have loved to have been able to do this in person. And maybe um maybe in uh, a month's time we can meet in person and go for a run and get out around Booker Team or something. It will be um be be really good to to meet you properly. Um. But yeah, thank thank you so much for joining the podcast. We can't wait to um to to hear how um how everything goes for um for for the Africa uh, Africa trip. And I hope you get out there in November. We'll be uh, we uh, look forward to supporting it and uh, and supporting the charity for you and um and getting the word out there. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Scott. Again, it it was amazing, amazing host, and thank you for having me again. Absolute pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much, Vero. Take care. Thank you.
Hey, Mr. Rick Stockfist, how are you doing, sir? Good, Scott. Another sunny day here in Singapore. How are you doing? Yeah, it's an absolute steamer out there, isn't it? I've, um, I, I'm pretty good. I haven't actually been out for a run yet this weekend. I've, um, I'm planning to go out on a Sunday Sunday afternoon one. Um, have you managed to uh, to get out at all? Yeah, I went for a nice nice bike ride yesterday morning. Um, roads are getting a bit busier. People are out and about a little bit more. So I suspect um, I suspect that trend will only continue over the next few weeks. Yeah, the guard is definitely seeming to be let down globally, right? Yeah. I don't know if you saw um, in the UK this weekend, like uh, Dominic Cummings's uh, fiasco has just made everyone go sod this. I'm like, if he can go out, I'm, I'm heading to the beach. Yeah, and right. If you saw that thing around um, Dusseldorf on the, um, on the Jurassic Coast, like near in Dorset, they were like, yeah, loads of people on the beach and someone like jumping off the doodle dwarf arch and a few people injuring themselves they had a helicopter come down and there was like definitely no social distancing going on at the beach there yeah strange things happen when you've been cooped up for a few months inside i guess yeah everyone's just gone fuck it let's get out um but yeah we are still under lockdown in singapore the uh, first phase it's supposed to um, get, ease up on Tuesday, although, um, yeah, we still can't go out for a, a run together. Uh, well, we still can't go out on a, um, uh, yeah, on a, on a, a loud run together anyway. Yeah, that's it. We have to wait a little bit longer, but they're saying mid-June maybe, so let's keep our fingers crossed. Yes, uh, and... Yeah, it was such a shame. I would have loved to have done that recording with, um, with, with Vero in person. The... Um, it's always a bit. Um, the, the quality is, uh, is is a little bit average when you're doing it over um, over Zoom, etc. But um, but yeah, just what an incredible story. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, another really inspirational person, and uh, just uh, just so full of life and uh, and ideas, and um, yeah, really uh, really inspiring to listen to. It just uh, once again, and I, and I think it it. it, it ultra running has really only come into its own over the last 10 years anyway so saying oh it's only been the last sort of i mean when you think of people like tomo people like andre bloomberg people like well i mean jerry was an athlete early on but there's so many of these in this last 10 year period that have just um, come into their own um but the amount that that she's done in that in that in the last 10 year period and just the the scale of some of the challenges that she's done from 3000 kilometers in Japan to the 250 kilometer races, uh, Sakura Mishi and, um, and then the coast to coast, like just taking on some massive challenges. And she also took on Spartathlon as well, although I didn't make the cutoffs in that one, but just, uh, yeah, incredible how much she's achieved in that, in that space of time. Yeah, and clearly not someone who's who's happy to settle for any kind of limits on what she does, right? I mean, that the the, the Africa run is just uh, just another level again, um, just amazing. Yeah, well, she'll be um, as you said, a Guinness World Record holder when she achieves it. And quite honestly, just the determination in her, I can't see her not achieving it if she manages to get out there. The her is similar philosophy to Andre Bloomberg of yeah. You know, the only way that I will be will not finish is if a race director pulls me off the course. That that sort of dogged mentality, which yeah, may, I I don't know how people um 
yeah, how people have that that steely determination. It's um, it, it's truly impressive. Yeah, and I mean, then she won't have to worry about cutoffs and so on. So I think she's got um, a pretty solid chance of pulling it off. Which strange to say, given that she's not started yet, and it's you know an absolutely monstrous distance. But um, yeah, it'll be really exciting to see her get it done. Yeah, thirteen thousand kilometres, and uh, and for um, for an amazing charity as well. Um, she's going to be organising a um, a sort of like charity event fundraiser f- um, for it pretty pretty soon. Uh, if you go onto her um, her socials, Veronique Run, she's um, collaborating with the charity Unus Y U N U S. Which is the um, the charity that she's fundraising for the whole of uh, um, the the Africa Challenge? So, uh, I think she's trying to like get accumulative people to to contribute to the, like running thirteen thousand kilometers. So, um, yeah, that will be a that will be an interesting interesting one. But um, yeah, excited to um, to see that unfold. It would be great to yeah to having like another um, sort of record holder on the uh, on the hands, especially I having like. My aunt last weekend taking like a, a record holder with um both the 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 arch to arc and uh, and then becoming the first Everest man. We're getting some pretty incredible people on the uh, on, on the podcast, aren't we? Yeah, and you know people from you know I guess humble backgrounds but by their own admission, not not special and and you know not not pro athletes. Not yeah, it's 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 really amazing what they're achieving. And we've got a, a really good one coming up as well, which is, um, although an incredible athlete in his own right, David Lloyd, it's more focusing on the Vietnam as a as an ultra endurance sport destination that we've got coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I spoke to him earlier in the week, didn't we? And uh, yeah, he's the organiser of the Vietnam Trail Series, uh, founder of Velo Vietnam, um, and just yeah, just makes Vietnam sound like the, the the coolest destination on earth for a lot of these activities. So. Um, especially as they've done such a good job managing managing COVID. We suspect that there'll be a lot of people heading over there as soon as they can. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah, I, I've been, I'm getting hit by the, the travel bug or the lack thereof. And, uh, and yeah, just chatting to him would just have me like itching to get, um, to get back out there. So, um, They've got the Vietnam Mountain Marathon. The, the, the Vietnam Jungle Marathon was um, was delayed, and that's still been delayed to October. I, I seem to remember him saying. But, um, but yeah, there's there's still quite a few races in the uh, in the, the sort of autumn or like later in the year, which they're they're planning to go ahead. Yeah, and he's got a small scale thing happening in August, I think, in a, in a new valley not far from where they do the um, uh, the Vietnam Mountain Marathon. Uh, I'm not sure if it's invitation only, but he said only around 100 people. Um, but I just, you know, I saw some pictures in the week and it just looks looks amazing. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a dangerous time to be to be on Instagram or Strava when you're still in lockdown in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, absolute FOMO. Um, and uh, yeah, talking about about races, obviously the announcement finally went out for that UTMB is uh, is no longer going ahead. A lot of disappointed um, Asian athletes and. Uh, yeah, a few mates that were that were planning to go out there, but it, it was just a matter of time before they they actually announced it, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's what's interesting is I wonder with with all these virtual races going on and 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 long distance travel being off the agenda for a while, I, I wonder if people will just 
pursue some more personal projects or focus more on some regional races. I mean, the good news for now is it looks like UTMB in Thailand, which has been um, Seb Bertrand's sort of dream for the last, what is it, seven or eight years, I guess, uh, is finally going ahead and looks like it still will go ahead this year. It's September, October, I think. Um, so uh, if that's not already full, I suspect it'll get full pretty quickly. Yeah, you said you're gonna you're gonna try and get out on a on a decent bike ride over over this week. And what have you got planned? Yeah, I mean, I'm not you know I'm still not running enough, but um, and and not a natural cyclist. But figure there's no better time to do to do around the island trip um, while the roads are still quiet. So yeah, I hope to get on the bike in the next next week or ten days and check out some of the far flung parts of Singapore. Maybe following the route you did a few years ago on your um, your sea to cycle to summits adventure. Uh, nice one, Mr. Rick Stockfish. Let's um, yeah catch up in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, um, hopefully see you out for a run around then as well. And uh, yeah, enjoy your enjoy a ride around Singapore next week. Good man. Like the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad.